The other day, we brought you a conversation with Mark Kennedy, a reporter and columnist for the Chattanooga Times Free Press, about the Remember When feature that began in early 2020. Mark is also the author of the Life Stories column in the Times Free Press, and here we talk about that. Mark, thanks for joining us. Glad to be here. Thanks for having me, Ray. Tell us more about Life Stories. Life Stories is a column that I have written for Chattanooga newspapers since 1992. I'm aging myself a little bit. I'm 64 now, so this was about half a lifetime ago for me. But in 1992, I went to the editor of the Chattanooga Times, which was my employer at the time. This was before the papers merged 20 years ago. And I pitched doing a column that would be a little different from anything that was in the newspaper at that point. I was a fan of a couple of national columnists, Mike Royko at the Chicago Papers, John Franklin in Baltimore. The movement then was toward more storytelling in terms of columns. Before that, most columns were commentary. They were people pontificating about things that were going on in the news. But my interest was much more on the feature side, was to get out and talk to ordinary people. So I pitched to Paul Neely, who was the managing editor of the Chattanooga Times at that point, a new column that I wanted to call Life Stories. And I pitched it as stories about ordinary people in extraordinary circumstances. Now, that's not an original phrase. It's been used before, but it kind of sums up what I was after. I didn't want to interview newsmakers. I want to interview regular people about things that were going on in their lives. The more ordinary the person and the more extraordinary the circumstances, the better the stories turned out to be. So I hit on that formula and have done it pretty consecutively now for 30 years. It's won some awards and done well with readership. So I'm, I'm sort of proud of the fact that it has endured so long. I was thinking back to some of those early columns. One of the first ones I did was about an actor in the Broadway musical Hair who came here. And it was kind of scandalous at the time because that show actually included some nudity and they were doing this at Memorial Auditorium. (laughs) And I remember the interviewing the actress about what it was like to come to the Deep South, to the Bible Belt and do a nude scene in a play. Then on the serious side, I remember one of those early columns was about a parent who had lost an adult child to suicide, who had actually jumped off the Market Street Bridge to his death and just the agony that comes along with that. So in both those cases, I was interviewing people who were tangentially in the news, but really were just ordinary folks about their everyday life. In one instance, their family, in one instance, their career. And that's the kind of thing that I've tried to build on over time and never lose sight of the fact that everybody has their own life story. You know, it's been said that if you could, you can pick out a name in a telephone book and sit down with a person and interview them and find something to write about. And I think that's really true. How often have you found that a column of life stories about one quote-unquote ordinary person or a few quote-unquote ordinary people tell a larger story, maybe in retrospect about the times in which they lived, this city, and so on. I think that's the point of doing it. You know, we have this device that we use in journalism called anecdotal leads. That's where we, if we're doing a story about a particular news topic, we find a We call it a real person that the story applies to. We interview them and we make them the lead of the story. Oftentimes that's a couple of paragraphs, maybe a hundred words at the most. And then we get into the meat of the story and start stacking facts. Looking back on my decision to pitch this column in the beginning, 
I thought I'm more interested in that three paragraphs about that real person than I am actually about the news story. I would like to read 20 inches about the real person and have them illustrate whatever the story is. So your point is well taken. And that was sort of the impetus for doing this in the beginning was to embody the news with real people instead of just stacking facts in a dry way that people wouldn't remember or think about too much. If you think about it, I mean, my commission was to go out and find an interesting person two or three times a week for 30 years and sit down and talk to them about their personal life. I can't think of a more thrilling way to spend a lifetime than to talk to interesting people that you don't know every week and learn from their life experiences. I mean, I feel like I have some education. I don't have advanced degrees, but I do feel like I sort of have an advanced degree in real people in everyday life, having talked to all these folks, often at a point in their life where they're trying to overcome something. I mean, one of the things we learn as storytellers is good real life stories like good fiction stories have compelling characters. They have characters who have controversy or conflict in their life, and they resolve it some way. Every novel you've ever read, every movie you've ever seen has conflict and resolution in it in the same way human lives do. So it's been a great education for me and a wonderfully extended education over 30 years to be able to share people's life stories. Which one of those life stories do you think has had the most impact on you? Well, you know, I think they all have impacted me in different ways. I was going to ask if it would be okay if I could read a short passage from a column I wrote, which was really kind of 10 years into this whole idea of collecting life stories. And this intersected actually with my personal life. This is an excerpt from a column I wrote to my firstborn child, my oldest son, who's now about to turn 21 and is a college student, by the way. So this was written about 20 years ago. But it was written to a baby child, my firstborn child, about what I did as a journalist and why I did it. So if you'll indulge me, I'll just read a little passage. Here. Sure, go ahead. Welcome to the world, baby boy. And what a curious place it is, little friend. Get ready for some surprises. Your daddy cries at sad movies and your mommy plays with shotguns. People have told me that I should write about your birth since I'm becoming a first-time dad at 43, but I think I'd rather just share a few memories with you today. About 10 years ago, your daddy began collecting stories from ordinary people. It was as if each story represented a piece of the puzzle of life. As you get older, you might want to keep a copy of this column handy. Pull it out once in a while when the world seems sad or complicated or magnificent or dull. That would make me happy. There was once a man who lost his high school class ring in Chickamauga Lake. The ring plunked into the murky water and soon disappeared into the depths. Many years later, a fisherman hooked a paper cup at the bottom of the lake. He reeled in the line and was about to toss the cup back into the water when he noticed a glint of gold in the sediment at the bottom of the cup. The fisherman dug out the ring and tracked down the owner using only the name of the school and the initials engraved inside. Believe in miracles, baby boy. I once met a woman who was blind and lived alone in Saudi Daisy. Her eyes quit working because someone she once loved shook her too hard. She was a diabetic and had a bad heart. She lived a life filled with physical pain. She tried to have babies, but none of them made it into the world. She lived in a little house trailer with a dog named Bear who protected her from harm. Even with all of her problems, the woman was one of the happiest people I have ever known. She had a voice like a flute. I never once heard her complain. Years later, on her wedding day, I saw a butterfly settle on her shoulder at the moment she said her marriage vows. Never give in to despair, baby boy. 
I once met a man from Nashville who was standing in line in the Tennessee Aquarium one day when he spotted a pretty woman up ahead of him. As he walked through the aquarium, the man talked with a lady who had lovely old eyes. But there was a big crowd that day and the people wedged between the man and the woman. Eventually, he lost sight of her as he walked out the door. On his drive back to Nashville, the man felt brokenhearted. He stopped at a freeway exit and bought a Chattanooga newspaper. Later, he bought a classified ad in the newspaper in search of a lady with the pretty oval eyes whose name he did not know. Amazingly, the ad worked like magic and the two began dating. A few months later, they were wed. Do anything for romance, baby boy. And the column goes gone, uh, listing more examples of interesting people I had met and stories that they had told me and the life lessons that I learned from that. And that's the reason I continue after 30 years to write the column called Life Stories. And the amazing thing about where I find these stories is most of the time it's from ordinary people giving me referrals. People will write and say, my next door neighbor has just overcome cancer. I think they would make a great human interest story. How about interviewing them? So in this sort of odd way, there seems to be some divine providence in the people that I interview. They seem to find me more than I find them. And that just makes for a very satisfying experience as a journalist. And I have hold it as a treasure to be, have been able to talk to all these people through the years. And for people who want to check it out, want to keep up on it, remind us when it appears during the week and where they can find it at the Times Free Press. It publishes on Mondays in the Times Free Press. So it's available at our website, timesfreepress.com. You can see it on Mondays and it's also in our archives if you want to look up an older version. As importantly, if anyone has someone in mind that they would like to recommend as a life story, as a human interest story, you can email me at mkennedy at timesfreepress.com because that's where the best stories come from, from just people with their eyes open out in the world. All right, Mark, thanks so much. Thank you very much, Ray.